Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So, this week's episode is what I would consider probably one of my crowning achievements of this show. I reached out to a guy who was part of a show that was a very big part of my childhood uh, called Adventures and Odyssey, and this guy's name is Phil Lawler. He's the creator of it, and um, to my surprise, he said yes to coming on the show, and I'm very excited about having him on this week. We talk about some pretty cool subjects. We talk about Adventures and Odyssey, obviously. We even talk about how he got into the career that he is in now. It ended up being a pretty cool conversation today. So if you guys are as excited about this episode as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. Okay, before I get started, you ever had a design in mind and you wanted to put it on a shirt or a hat or a cup, but you just didn't know who to go to? Well, come on over to R&L Designs where they make all of your custom needs come true. They make custom hats, they make custom shirts, they make custom mugs, they even do the tumblers and the glass mugs as well. They do key fobs even. They have great prices and they have a reasonable turnaround time. If you need anything custom, these are the people that you need to hit up today. You can find them on Facebook, and that is at R&L Designs. You can also find them on Instagram at R&L Designs 19. They have a Facebook page, they have an Instagram page. They update it regularly with new products. You can also message them if you have something in mind. Hit them up today for all of your custom needs. Give them a like, give them a follow. All right, everybody. So today I have with me um, Phil Lawler. He is an American voice actor, writer, casting director, producer, and is also known for creating something that has been in my life for at least the past 25 to 30 years, and that is Adventures in Odyssey. He has also created other things such as Jungle Jam, Little Dogs on the Prairie, and 321 Penguins. I am extremely excited to have you on today. Phil, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. It's, uh, it's always good to talk with folks, and um, I'm looking forward to this. I am definitely looking forward to this, too. Um, my parents have been asking me uh, multiple times, when is he going to be on? Because they've been very <laughs> excited about this as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's very kind of them. I, I hope I live up to their expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you will. It's, uh, you know, uh, like I said, you, um, you're one of the creators of one of the things that's been part of my life for many years. I've introduced my children to it as well, and that's Adventures in Odyssey. I know that you've played a big part in that. You also voiced um, Dale Jacobs on there. Is that, is that right? That is correct. Yes, okay. sir. That's correct. So how indeed, indeed. I, along with along with dozens and dozens of other voices too, but Dale is the one that I think I'm the best known for. So yeah, I've I've listened ever since I was a little kid. We had a a disc jockey who went to our church, and she would have the old cassette tapes. And oh, when fun. they switched over <laughs> to CDs, she gave them to me, wow. and that's how I got started on Adventures and Odyssey. And it was, you know, I mean, helped me. Not only is it just a Christian-based um, audio drama, but it also has a lot of history in it as well. It's a, it, it helps you learn on multiple levels and everything. And that's always something that uh, I've loved, and it's made me to bring it in with my children as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we try to do that. We what, what I wanted Odyssey to be from the beginning is uh, a lot of things to uh, a lot of things to a lot of people so mm -hmm. i had a passion for history i love history okay and uh and i wanted to be able to present historical stories that people may not know a whole lot about or even if they do know um even if they did did know about them about mm -hmm. the historical event that we were presenting um maybe i could bring some new insight new little um little things uh, pieces of information that they didn't know about as far as that's that particular story is concerned so um yeah history was always going to be a part of it uh, right from the beginning there's so many great stories to tell in history and mm -hmm. uh and and so we wanted to do biblical history we wanted to do regular history secular history great events and uh and so that 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 was certainly a part of the plan right from the very beginning yeah, I, I know just from watching that, there's been multiple times where I was able to be like, well, did you know that this is part of uh, the reason why we actually celebrate Valentine's Day? You know, it's because right, of right. Adventures <laughs> Odyssey that I know that story. Yeah. One of the first ones that I remember um, from when I was really little is it's the series Risks and Rewards. I don't remember yeah. which volume that is, but it had the Underground Railroad on there. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I was so intrigued by that story, and you know, it—that's it, it, one thing I've always loved is how it just kind of brought everything to life, you know. Yeah. So, going with that, the Imagination Station on Adventures in Odyssey—who actually, mm -hmm. whose idea was that? Uh, that was a collective idea. Um, the first thing that we ever did that was kind of like that wasn't the imagination station it was a episode early on called the shepherd and the giant that told the story of david and goliath okay um and when david battled goliath and, and won and, and connie i needed a way for connie to go back and experience the story firsthand oh. and so i created something called the environment enhancer that's what oh. wit called it he called it the environment enhancer and uh and so connie got to go back and and uh, be a part of the story and, and witness everything like i said firsthand and then from there we decided you know maybe we need something that's a little more advanced than that um, uh -huh. and uh and and we batted our ideas around back and forth and uh, then the imagination station uh, developed out of that and then uh, paul mccusker wrote the first episode it was the first 
it was a two-part episode the first part it was it was both parts were called the imagination station part one and part two mm-hmm. and uh and he wrote the first one and i wrote the second one on that and it was the story of the the passion of the christ that was the the last supper all the way through the the crucifixion and resurrection of jesus okay uh, and we had it we had a little character named digger dig willow who went back in time and and experienced that firsthand so um so yeah it was it was uh that was a lot of fun to create that that sort of thing it was always uh, we to this day we'll go back and forth you know i know that i know that there's artwork and there's all sorts of there's all sorts <laughs> of uh, stuff about the imagination station uh and yet we still disagree on what the imagination station was at the right. very beginning um you know paul always thought that it was like a helicopter cockpit <laughs> and I thought, no, 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 no. It's a room. It's a room that you go into. It's a, it's a whole thing. You can walk around in it. You can, you know, have experiences in it and whatnot. And we went back and forth with that for a long time. Never agreed, and still to this day don't agree. I, I would think uh, that we don't just we don't agree what it was. But then, you know, then artwork came along, and 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 people always point that out to me. Artwork, and I say, I always say, well, there may be artwork, but I still don't agree with it. <laughs> and uh, and then and then the whole thing. Uh, several years later, the whole thing uh, rolled around to to what I what my concept of it was. Now now it is a room. You walk into it. There's a door that you walk through, and you you walk through it, and and, and you are inside of a room, and you experience things in your imagination right. that are partly imagination, partly real, partly you know virtual reality, that kind of thing. So nobody really knows what it is. Nobody <laughs> nobody really knows what it is. And, and and that's the way we like it. <laughs> it was way ahead of its time. Nobody knows what it is, and that's the way we like it. So, I well, I I know uh, there's there's a fan page that I'm a part of on Facebook, and somebody sure. actually came across it. it. It made me laugh when I saw this, and I saw your response to it, and it was just no. <laughs> but um, what it was is they asked if Wit was actually a a Time Lord, you know, and if that was yeah, actually well, a converted. That, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I. I actually. You know. I, I. I may have said no at that point, but I actually declined to comment. There. There are a lot of things that ha- happen on Odyssey, and I've tried to. I've actually tried. You know, people have tried to figure out the timeline, and it's just impossible. You can't figure out the timeline. Right. On Odyssey, that was the function. The timeline became a function of whether it was on purpose or mistakes from the writers, who just didn't pay attention to each other's scripts very well so you know yeah i would set down something i would set forth something in the timeline of the canon of odyssey and somebody else would come along and go oh and, uh, and do another script and the script had a really good storyline in it but it completely contradicted what i you know what what i'd laid down you know five two years ago right um and so then you know somebody else would build on that and somebody else would build on that and it was really just kind of a function uh, <laughs> you know for better or for worse the timeline is just a function of us not paying attention to each other's scripts very well, <laughs> and uh, and so and, and because for a long time, you know, for a long time, Adventures in Odyssey was just a couple of us doing stuff, and even when we had more writers, just Paul McCusker and myself, as far as the writing staff is concerned, and mm-hmm. even when we started adding more writers, uh, we had a, we, we always had an executive producer, but but what we really needed was what we have now, which is a showrunner. Mm-hmm. And the showrunner, Marshall Younger is now the showrunner, but um, okay. what we needed all along was a showrunner, somebody who was there to make sure that the continuity was right and, um, you know, 
if somebody said something in one script, we didn't contradict it in the next script and things like that. And so yeah. it, it, was, it was many years later before we added, you know, before Nathan Hubler, who was our, our resident savant as far as everything Odyssey is concerned, and, uh -huh. and then Marshall Younger came, uh, has come back to the program as a showrunner. It's been many, many years, you know, 30 years, 25, 30 years, 20 years or whatever it was before we had those folks there. And, uh, and who who are who are going to keep us you know honest and straightforward as far as what we have said in, in in earlier episodes, but I always say you know now my explanation is that Odyssey's like Brigadoon. Um, if you're familiar <laughs> with the you know Brigadoon is the town that appears only once every hundred years. And, yeah. And, and in the present time, and then everybody's frozen for a hundred years, and then and then it appears for a day every hundred years, and. I'm kind of like, well, that's that to me is the Odyssey timeline. You, you guys only think that 35 years have passed. It hasn't really been 35 years. It's only been maybe five years that have passed really, since the beginning of the of Odyssey. So it's like Brigadoon. It's a very magical place. Some people grow older. Some people don't grow older. I mean, that's just kind of the way it works. Yeah. I, I remember um, when I think it was uh, Jimmy Barkley, whenever he was yeah. starting to get older and stuff yeah. and you know that you actually went through the whole thing with him his oh, voice yeah. changing and everything and i was stuck out i i remembered that because whenever my voice started changing and stuff too uh, that always <laughs> it, it, i promise this is something that has become a permanent part of my brain when it comes oh, to yeah. adventures and odyssey and yeah. uh jimmy barkley was one of the ones that was like okay i i know my voice is going to do that too and when it did he was the first person that came to mind <laughs> well, that's you know that's a rite of passage that all young boys go through, it, right? It, and I remembered it. I remembered it vividly when I went through it. That's why I wrote that script. It was it was like you know, there's certain things that happen to you to you physically, yes, uh, physiologically, and some of them are really scary. You don't know why these things are happening to you, and you don't know if you you know you may think you have cancer, you may think you have a tumor, you may think there's lots of things that happen to you physiologically. Happens yeah. to girls too, but I'm not a girl, right. so I can't I, I can't speak to that. <laughs> um, yes, I know that's politically un incorrect to say things like that, but I don't. That's care. okay. It's um, all right. <laughs> I, I don't care. That's all nonsense as far as I'm concerned. But, <laughs> but the but you know when when young boys go through it, I I I have I have a son. He went through it. I have. I now have grandsons. Mm -hmm. They will go through it. They're younger. They're going to be. It'll be several more years before they go through it, but they're going to go through it eventually. Right. And it's just great. You know, I I wanted somebody to to give me some peace of mind. It was it was only years afterwards, and that's that's the era that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever talked about this stuff, and so yeah. you know, it's only years afterwards that you start doing some research on this, and you realize, oh, okay, that that's normal. That's exactly what's supposed to happen. That's the way the body is designed. You're, you know, that's the way what's what's supposed to happen to you. But it would be nice if uh, you know, that's the reason I wrote the episode because it'd be nice <laughs> if if you know you could turn to a trusted program or you could turn to a trusted adult or somebody else and and, and say, hey, these weird things are happening to me. Is it okay? Well, yeah, it's okay. It's exactly what's supposed to happen. Your voice changes, things happen, and that's the way it works. So, um, I always loved that episode. I really, I always, I my favorite part of that episode, in the writing and in the performance, is when Connie, when Katie Lee plays Juliet uh -huh. to James Romeo, and uh, her performance is so touching as Juliet that I'm like, oh, I, I, I would fall in love with Connie too. If that, <laughs> if I were Jimmy Barkley, I would have fallen in love with Connie too because she's so effective. 
Oh yeah, it was just a wonderful performance. Her voice is so so beautiful and perfect in those roles. So it um, is. Yeah, I just I love that. I love that episode. That's a lot, lot of fun. I, I mean, I had a lot of fun with Jimmy Barkley. Put him put him through his paces a lot. So, oh yeah. You know, Someone to watch over me was another one, which is one of my favorites. I really enjoyed that episode where um, you know he gets conked on the head and he's in a coma. And he's, oh and yes, I I do remember that one. Yeah. yeah, that episode actually was interesting. That episode. A little bit of little bit of trivia here. That episode uh, predated Odyssey. I wrote that. I wrote the basic premise of that episode in a different script long before I ever adapted it to Odyssey. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it was it was uh, prior to uh, the creation of Odyssey. Uh, of course, there was a the original Twilight Zone happened in the 1950s and 60s, mm-hmm. and then they revived it in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they had a revival of it. Uh, it didn't work out very well in the 80s. It was a different time period. It just didn't work out. But I wrote a script right. for it. And the premise of the script that I wrote was uh, a guy who was being chased by a villain. Um, all in, in Throughout different things, he's a, you know, he's a spy in one thing. Every time he opens a door, he's in a different, he's in a new place. Every time he escapes from the villain, he's in a new new adventure. And the okay. villain is always chasing him. And sometimes it's World War II and sometimes it's, you know, um, it's it's a pirate ship and it's a spy novel thing and it's you know it's all sorts of stuff and he keeps going and, and, and being chased by this guy and finally he gets cornered by by this guy and the original script ended with um, the guy is actually um, the, the the villain who's chasing him is actually a doctor oh um, and the guy has been dreaming this whole thing uh-huh. it's all been in his imagination and he's paralyzed and the doctor is chasing him to wake him up so he could give him medication and that was that's the twist on it and and the twist is you know that if you're completely paralyzed uh you don't want to wake up and yeah you know you, you wouldn't want to wake up and 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 have to realize that you're paralyzed you'd want to stay in your imagination right and the villain the, the people that you would least want to see are people who are going to wake you up. Yes. You know, you, yeah. you don't want that. So the doctor, the, the villain um, has, was, was the, was the doctor all along chasing him through all these different kinds of adventures. And okay. so the premise, that premise, I took that premise and said, well, now what can I do with that as far as Odyssey is concerned? And so then I adapted it to Jimmy Barclay's falling from the Wonder World treehouse, but he's being chased by death and, and then added the Christian element of, you know, the, the angel maybe uh-huh. who was, watching over him and uh, Grimm and Grimstad and Grimstad, whatever, whoever else Grimm was who was chasing him. And, <laughs> but he never had to worry because he always, you know, God was with him the whole time. So I, that was that was a real favorite episode of mine, too. I really liked that. They adapted that into one of the early videos, which I really, I really liked. I, um, I, didn't, I didn't particularly care for the video, though I'm betraying secrets here. I didn't particularly care <laughs> for the video. I'm glad they, I'm glad they adapted it. it right. Fun. Now, the video, it... It's to me. It almost feels like it's a, almost a completely different world. Yeah. Uh, well, again, it's it's all imagination, right? Uh, when you say the videos themselves, you mean or that? Yes, that, like the the cartoon and the audio yeah. series seem like they're yeah. almost like parallel universes to me. You know, yeah, uh, there's they, things that are different. Well, and we even did an episode about that on the audio program. You know, okay, we were talking about uh, in the early days when the videos were first coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not 
again, I was not particularly happy with the way the videos were going, uh-huh. but we didn't, we, we were sort of taken, we on the audio side were sort of taken out of the, out of the mix. So we, we really didn't, we really didn't do much okay. on those early videos. And, um, and so, you know, kind of as an answer to that, we wrote, uh, I think it's called a day in the life. I think it was called, that's, I think that's what it was called, but it was okay. about a production company that's going to come into Odyssey and is going to do, um, do, <laughs> uh, you know, a, 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 a video series about the people in Odyssey and, and, okay. and, they, and they changed everything. They changed the wit and they changed every, you know, they changed everybody in, in Odyssey. And, and the whole idea was, well, we just put it all in God's hands. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll use this in whatever way he sees fit. And so that's, that's, Right. That's kind of where we came down on the video series, the early video series. So, okay. so <laughs> I haven't. I shouldn't be talking about that. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I, I haven't actually listened to that episode, but for some reason in my head, I can just hear Bart Rathbone yeah. just chomping at the bit to be a part of this. I don't think Bart was actually created at that point. Oh, really? Okay. So this um, is a, yeah, I think, a, a I very. Think this predates. I think this pre. I think that episode predates Bart. Uh, if if Bart was there, he was in a very early stage of Bart. Okay. Um, so Bart, uh, we've had we had Rodney from almost from the beginning of the series, uh-huh. and we we saw his father every once in a while, but but his dad, interestingly enough, when Rodney, I think it was that first year, uh, maybe in that first season, maybe season two, um, there was an episode where Rodney got into trouble, and Wit was wanted to teach Rodney a lesson. Mm-hmm. And it was the parable of the unmerciful servant who owes a lot of money to his, you know, and then Rodney, it's, it's, it's a parallel on that. It was, the, yeah. it was a take on that using Rodney. And, um, and Witt actually went to Rodney's dad and said, I, can, I, I, would like to, I would like to kind of teach him a lesson. And at that point, Rodney's dad was not like Bart at all. Okay. I, think, I think Walker played him. But I don't. But he was. He was like, okay. Well, that's all right. That's all, that's. He didn't have the accent. He was very straightforward. He, he seemed to be a very decent fellow. And it was only later um, that we decided to 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 expand that character and um, make Bart Rathbone Bart Rathbone. <laughs> <laughs> they were always some of my favorite characters uh, on yeah, there. The, the whole family was such a. There was such a hoot. There was. <laughs> it was so much fun to have. You know, to play around with them. They were sort of our Simpsons, our yeah. Simpsons characters. They were kind of like that. So, so kind of going off of that and everything, uh, what actually got you started into uh, doing the writing? And uh, where did you start out to get into the career that you're in now? Um, well, I always wanted to do video. I started out as an actor, and that okay. was when I was really, really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I did, you know, shows for church and stuff like that when I was very young, five years old, and all that stuff. Oh, and then got bit by the acting bug. I really loved it. I loved doing doing that sort of thing. And when I got into high school, I did play after play after play, not just in high school, but even outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were theater companies in the town I grew up in, and I tried to get into as many of those productions as I possibly could. Um, and then people kept saying, "Well, you got to move to Hollywood. You, you know, you you know, you have a unique look, and, and it would be great for you to go out to Hollywood." And so, uh, I did. All right. Went out there, and um, there, there used to be a casting magazine called Dramalog, uh, and that's where you found all of the local productions that were going on, where you could get seen by people, you know, and all the movies that were being cast and things like that. And and mm-hmm. in Dramalog, it would give a description of the the character that you would audition for 
and it would be me. They were, you know, there's a guy who my height, my my uh, hair color, my build, my whole thing. It's like this is me. This is totally me. Mm-hmm. And I would go to that uh, audition, and there would be you know 50 other guys who looked exactly like me at that audition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what you that you know that's the unpleasant truth that you learn in, about the business. Very frustrating business. So I always wrote. Uh, as well as acting, I was always involved in the writing of the scripts that we would perform. We do original shows, and I was always involved in that. And uh, and I, I got more and more interested in the writing part, and less and less interested in the acting part. Not not really because you know it's frustrating to be an actor, but just because I, I like writing better. And so I started writing, and then I went to school, went to film school, and. Um, studied script writing. I really wanted to write scripts, movie scripts, and wrote a bunch of, of scripts for film school and wrote some other stuff outside of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, wrote magazine articles, wrote for, for magazines, film magazines, and things like that. Never never enough to make a living at first, which is the case of, which is always the case, but you know, you write, you write a lot. And uh, got got to learn how to, to do all of that, got proficient enough at it so that uh, I was working for a film services company and a friend of mine who was going to, to the seminary at the, he was using the film services job to pay for his seminary training. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he listened to the radio. He listened to Christian radio a lot. And I, I'd never listened to Christian radio mm-hmm. um, at that point. And he said, how would you feel about writing for the radio? And I said, who writes for the radio? <laughs> you know, at that point, the radio was all music. It was all songs, and you know, it was all all top forty hits and right. country western music, and it's all music or news. That, that uh-huh. was all there was on the radio. And I said, "How do you write for the radio?" And he said, "Well, I heard a commercial on this Christian radio station out in California, and it's there, there's an organization called Focus on the Family. And they're looking for a writer." And I went, "Oh, really?" And he said, "Yeah, and they're looking for a writer. Apparently, they're looking for a creative writer." Um, to write stories and I said oh that's fun so I got the information and uh, uh, sent in a a sample script I think it was a script that I had written in film school about uh, the subject was a girl who auditions to get into heaven oh she's going on an audition and she she auditions to get into heaven and and that's that was the that was the script that I wrote but anyway I sent it in and it was Steve Harris Steve Harris was the one who put the ad in he needed a he, he got permission to have a, a hire a writer because uh-huh. uh, he needed help and his he was in charge of the special projects department and broadcasting division focus and he needed another writer and so he he you know <laughs> he put it out there and I, I i put it out there and went okay here we go let's see what happens and uh he called me called me up said come in let's talk and so i i came in and we talked and, and he he apparently liked me and i liked working there and so we we said okay let's do this and so uh, but i was hired to do even though i did a lot of other things at first uh i was hired to create audio drama oh and that was why why i was hired focus on the family had gone through had done some audio drama steve had written several um, short audio drama pieces that had appeared on the focus on the family broadcast and they wanted to do something on a more permanent ongoing basis Dr. Dobson, who was at the, uh, who was still with the organization at that point, mm-hmm. that was early on in the organization, like ten years, and only about ten years old at that point. But okay. he had had somebody on the Focus broadcast, and uh, I think it was Bruce Wilkinson who used to be in charge of um, Campus Crusade for Christ. But anyway, yeah, they were having a conversation, and whoever the guest was, I think it was Bruce, said something to the effect of, you know, it's not enough for us to simply, they were talking about the popular culture, and, and he said it's not enough for us to, to decry the culture 
uh, and warn against the culture without providing an alternative. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he said, focus on the family is uniquely positioned to be able to provide that alternative. You guys need to do something, you know, about this. And that sort of convinced Doc, and <laughs> he turned to Steve, and Steve said, I need to hire a writer, and Steve hired me, and uh, he said, okay, you're going to do these kinds of things, but you're also going to start creating audio drama. And we, we, we want an ongoing series. Let's do an ongoing series. And so I would spend a good portion of every day, most most of the day, as a matter of fact, trying to come up with uh, the basis for an audio series. And then Steve and I would go back and forth and we'd bat things around and bat things around. And we hired another writer, Susan McBride. Um, she, she was only for the family portraits. That first series became family portraits. Later, family portraits morphed into Adventures in Odyssey. But... Uh, we did 13 episodes of the family portraits and um, put, put them all on the focus broadcast. So uh, every Monday, starting in January of 1987, every Monday uh, they would have a, a, a family portraits episode uh, and then collected data. We asked people to give us feedback. Is this the kind of thing that you would like to hear more of? Is this, you know, what, what, what should we do with it? How would we, how would it work? just ask some basic questions about it and overwhelmingly people said yeah 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 give us more give us more give us more so we took all that data and we hashed it out and we went back and forth with it and, and you know iron sharpening iron as the case may be and and, and went back and forth with it and uh, throughout the rest of the spring and the summer and then in the fall of 87 uh, we finally came had had wrote some episodes and uh, started what became Adventures in Odyssey. It started off as Odyssey USA, but we quickly changed it to Adventures in Odyssey because we had a Canada, <laughs> we had a, Focus had a Canada, um, had a Canada affiliate. And so we thought, uh-huh. well, we want to air it in Canada too. If we call it Odyssey USA, they won't want to air it. So we, we changed the name to Adventures in Odyssey. And then the rest is, you know, the rest is kind of history. So that was the 1987 was the launch date for that. So uh, November, I think of 1987. Wow, that uh, that's awesome! Yeah. I was just <laughs> a long time ago. I just, I said, that was a very long-winded way of saying that we 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 batted a lot of stuff around. We did a lot of arguing. Steve and I did, and uh, we're closing in on a thousand episodes now. We were a thousand. Really, wow, it's interesting because we were um, Hal Smith played the first wit, uh-huh. and uh, the the I kind of created wit for him. Uh, okay. he, was, he was somebody who did a lot of those those other uh, shows that Steve had written for for the Focus broadcast. He cast Hal mm-hmm. in them, and, uh, and and he was such an affable guy. He was just this great, wonderful guy, and and uh, so I kind of modeled wit after him uh, to a certain extent, and he, the role was sort of written for him and uh, created for him. And uh, one day after we had moved, we, we were in Arcadia, California at that point. We moved the whole facility, everything, the whole company moved to Pomona, California. Mm-hmm. And so, so they could be in one big building instead of scattered all the way throughout Arcadia. And um, we had a studio that was right across the hall from the Focus on the Family studio. Oh. So Dr. Dobson and Mike Trout did their episode, their, did their, their, uh, their radio stuff show on, yeah, their radio show on, on across the hall from where we were recording Adventures in Odyssey. We had our, our studios were specially built for us in those, those days. And they had just finished recording, uh, an episode of focus on the family, mm-hmm. right? When we had just finished recording an episode of Adventures in Odyssey. And so, uh, Hal Smith met Dr. Dobson in the hallway. <laughs> and one of the two said to each other, I don't remember who said which one to who, 
I think it was Hal who said, "I hope we do a I hope we do a thousand of these." I think it was, maybe it was Doc who said, "I think we're you know we're planning on doing a thousand of these, or I hope we do a thousand of these, something to that effect." Uh-huh. And, and, well, we're going to try. We're going to do that. We're going to do everything we can to do a thousand of them. Well, we're almost at a thousand now. That's I think awesome. we're two years away uh, uh, with our with our release schedule that we have now, which is twenty four episodes a year. I think we're about two years away from. Um, from a thousand episodes, so we're going to have to try to do something big for our thousandth episode. Yeah, um, I remember. My, I my, have my suggestion. My suggestion is to do the very first episode we ever did. Let's flop. Let's just do it over again. Re-record the oh. whole thing. <laughs> make it completely update it. Make it completely. <laughs> yeah. Just so everything comes back around again. I I actually have the it was a, a CD and it is the five hundredth episode. Um, yeah. And it yeah. was like the special yeah. celebration CD that I got. Uh, from yeah. that, I remember, and I was like, "Wow, this is so cool! They made it to 500, and now uh, thousands ride around the corner. That is so cool!" Yeah. Now, Hal, if I'm remembering correctly, he also played Otis on Andy Griffith, right? Yeah, he was he was Otis the town drunk on the Andy Griffith show, but he was in show business for a long time. He did a lot of different roles. He he was he was all over the place. Yeah. Um, he was always guest starring. He had his own television show at one point. I think it was a Saturday morning television show. Oh, uh, so he was a very recognizable guy. Yes, he was very recognizable, and and uh, everybody knew who he was. And he was just so affable and so wonderful. And we were very blessed to have him for the last five or six years of his life. Yeah, really good. Yeah, um, it, it just—it's funny. It just blows me away. Going from oh, yeah. Otis on one hand, then Mr. Whitaker, you know, the right. the, the father figure for everybody, you know, there, yeah. and yeah. it always just kind of it, it amused me to be able to yeah. have such a diverse character like that. You know, he was also in show business history. I mean, he had been—he is another one who had performed ever since he was little. Okay, he had a he had a uh, uh, he and his brother used to do an act where they were called Cough and Drop the Smith Brothers. Um, <laughs> All right, and uh, and if you know anything about you know the Smith Brothers, Smith Brothers was a, the name of a, a cough drop company. Yes, that's why they called each other Cough and Drop, and 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 they they did you know they performed in vaudeville. They were they were they were around for a long 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 time, and uh, and in fact we uh, uh, we're writing the Young Wit books. I just finished the book number five, and in book five we have characters. We have Cough and Drop, the Smith brothers, and oh, cool. to Hal Smith. So there's a whole storyline that involves the two of them. So, uh, yeah. so it was, yeah. It's it's just been a lot of fun. And 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 what was great about Hal, of course, was that because he spanned so much of show business history, uh, we could we could bring so that made wit all that more dimensional he could do so many other things um, hal himself did uh, lots of voices mm-hmm. uh, very very well known in the in the animation uh, voiceover industry but also you know he could sing he could do he could do all sorts of things how could he because he had that kind of broad show business background and um, that was always a lot of fun um, just to talk about the you know the history of show business with Hal Smith. It was, and then whenever he um, he passed away, and you found right. someone to replace him. Now, is that during yeah, we, that time when you were looking for somebody? Is that when you brought in Jack Allen? Uh, yes, I think it was when we brought in Jack Allen. Um, we we didn't think that we were going to be able to get uh, another voice. So that was right. never the plan. Right. Um, so we thought, you know, oh my goodness, what are we going to do now? And so we really kind of had Darkness Before Dawn was really sort of our swan song. We were really going to, that whole Darkness Before Dawn uh, mm-hmm. album of episodes were kind of, was kind of us like saying, okay, we're, we're, we're ending things. Right. Um, 
And in fact, uh, I think a couple of episodes after Darkness Before Dawn is an episode titled "It's a Wrap." <laughs> okay. And, and that was supposed to be the last. That was supposed to be the last episode. Oh, uh, really? We brought in, yeah, yeah. We, well, and we brought in an old friend of 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 Wits, Jack Allen, who was played uh -huh. by Alan Young, who who you will remember as Wilbur mm -hmm. on uh, on the Mr. Ed on the Mr. Ed show. Yeah, that's his claim to fame. And and so and he was he's a delightful man. He was just such a lovely gentleman. All these people were so wonderful. They're really great. And we had we we had him in and then Townsend Coleman who who plays Jason still mm -hmm. plays Jason. Mm -hmm. So we sort of divided up Wit's personality between Jason, who's the go getter, and and Jack, who's the more contemplative kind of guy who thinks things through. But we knew we had to wrap up. You know, we were we had also uh, needed to wrap up the whole Blackard storyline. Mm -hmm. And that's what was going to happen with Darkness Before Dawn. And then we were really getting, we really getting ready to kind of say, okay, let's see what else we can come up with. Let's move on. And lo and behold, what happens? Well, we find Paul Herlinger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Chuck, Chuck Bolte kind of heard somebody, I think, Paul lived up in Seattle. And somebody who uh, lived up there uh, heard him. He was a local voiceover person in Seattle. And they said, you got to hear this guy. He sounds exactly like Hal Smith. And uh, and so we we thought yeah yeah sure, sure. <laughs> and so but somebody sent Chuck Bolte a tape he was executive producer at that point somebody sent him a tape and it was like oh my god oh my goodness you know he does he sounds exactly like Hal Smith and uh, so Chuck flew up and talked to him and and uh, and he he said yeah I'd love to to do it so we we always we flew him down uh, several several times during the year and he would always be a part of the program and he did uh, he did a bunch of them. And uh, and so and and so then Paul did that until his health his health uh, gave out and and uh, he was you know well into his eighties same as Hal Smith and then he said I need to retire I'm having health problems and uh, and he did and uh, and I think it was it was just a short time after he gave up the role that he died of cancer he had cancer uh. and. Uh, and then, uh, and then we thought, well, you know, that'll now what? Now what? We'll see what. Yeah. We'll see what we can do now. What? And uh, and lo and behold, lightning struck a third time. So we found Andre <laughs> Stoika, and that's when Wit became Doctor Who, basically. That's when, you know, that's, that's, that's when we thought, okay, this character's never going to die. We're going to figure out a way to to, to re rejuvenate him, revitalize him. Uh, we have a god who, we have a god who revives the dead. Yes, that's what he does, and so yeah. you know, you know, kind of a rabbit trail here. But speaking of which, I was talking to my son this morning about about the idea of of audio drama when we first started. Uh -huh. It was a dead medium. It was a completely dead medium. Nobody, yeah. you know, we nobody was doing audio drama. I mean, if if it was, it was really small in smaller markets, and nobody, you know, they only listened to him at midnight. Uh, you know, they played it at midnight because you know the. <laughs> the radio the disc jockeys were falling asleep and they just needed to put something on to play so nobody was it was a completely dead medium uh, as, as far as uh, that was concerned and look at what happens I and mean, he revives the dead we have a god who raises things from the dead and he raised the medium of radio drama and then later audio drama uh, he raised it from the dead said hey um use this <laughs> use this uh, to to get the to get Odyssey out, and you know, thirty five years later, um, we have podcasts galore like this one, and we have we have uh, story podcasts and all sorts of other things where people are doing audio drama, and of course, all those folks think, well, we 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 created it, we reinvented it, we did it. No, we've been around <laughs> for thirty five years. We've been doing this. Year. 
You're riding on our coattails. <laughs> so, we're not really that way. I'm, I'm no, I am facetious, of course. But, but the idea, you know, behind it is that God does miraculous things. We have a God who raises things from the dead, and yeah, uh, that obviously is no exception. We're, we're very pleased with that. Yes. Okay, so now I know that during uh, there was another series that came out. It might have been after the Novacom series. It was the Last Chance Detectives. Now, did you right. create that as well? No, 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 no. Last Chance Detectives was actually a video series before it was ever audio. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it was. The, they their Last Chance Detectives uh, videos out there, and uh, okay. and they were created actually. They they were created before the. They were created before, I think the first several of them were done before the Novacom series. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they were, they were, uh, uh, that was when Focus was, uh, Focus on the Family was putting money into video, into video okay. storytelling. Yeah. And somebody created that series. The first, the first series I think they did was McGee and Me, and then that was animated. That was a com that was a hybrid. It was partly animated and partly uh, live action. Okay. And then they did The Last Chance Detectives, and I think that was, um, Steve Stiles and Robert Vernon, I think they created that. Those guys were on the focus team. Okay. And they were in the video department. And I think they, they were the guys who were principally responsible for that. And then, uh, and, but meanwhile, we had been doing Odyssey the whole time. And yes. you know, the Odyssey animated videos were there too. And so once, they, so they only did a certain number of those Last Chance Detective um, videos. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, I th- they either didn't have the funding for them or whatever. I don't know exactly how that, how they, why they stopped. But uh, at some point in that, in the history, 20 years into Odyssey or something, they started, they started connecting. They wanted to do audio, uh, Last Chance Detective audio. Uh-huh. Too. So they took, they revived it and, and put it on audio and connected it somehow with Focus. I'm not quite sure how, with uh, Odyssey, I'm not quite sure how that connection came about, but they connected it. I was, I was kind of um, away on hiatus at that point. Uh, so I, I really wasn't around when that when that all happened. Um, so it was, it was I, I wasn't really a part of bringing that to to uh, audio, but okay. uh, but you know I understand that th- they did several of them. Uh, right around that time, also there was another uh, radio theater started mm-hmm. as well, which was which was uh, I think their first big one was the Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. Rights, the Chronicles of Narnia, and then they started recording a lot of those. So they recorded many of the several of those several. Uh, several episodes different kinds of you know classic books or classic stories uh-huh. um, and they brought those to life too so uh yeah they were full bore into production a lot of production was going on at that point i know when i was younger the american family radio played adventures in odyssey they had on saturday mornings it was just yeah. and i'm guessing this is because of adventures in odyssey that there were so many different um audio series that came out there was yeah. a down gilead lane that i listened to right, right. Uh, and you know i i didn't even know anything about them i listened just to find adventures and odyssey but you know i was able to find <laughs> other ones as well so that was sure. kind of cool but i mean adventures and odyssey is kind of the um in my opinion, it is the cornerstone when it comes to your wholesome audio dramas that you want for your family sure well, certainly, certainly, it's kind of turned out that way, and it's all, it's all, uh, it's all God's blessing. It's you know, it has nothing to do with us. <laughs> we're, we're just sort of the tools that, that God uses, and He brought us all together to do what we do, and gave us all the talent, and said, "Okay, here, go and do this." 
so but but it's it really is just all god's doing he, he he's blessed the program we're very very grateful and we are we are very cognizant of his uh, his uh, workings and in, in, in our lives and and uh, in the program's life as well so we're very happy and we had a you know for the, our 30th anniversary we went on a cruise we did a disney cruise oh cool basically what happened was that focus sort of bought out the ship and then people would would uh, buy you know would, would get their tickets to, for the cruise and and uh, that's how focus kind of financed it but it was all adventures and odyssey and and folks it was a, it was focused on the family's 40th anniversary and it was uh, adventures and odyssey's 30th anniversary oh, wow. and it wasn't really until the cruise um that i realized how much odyssey uh has has impacted people over the years mm-hmm. and again again we praise god for that but um it's just story after story of people who I would who I met on the cruise who came up and would, would tell me you just don't realize what your program has done for me how it's helped me through some really hard times and how how it's gotten me it got me where I need to be and you know and it just right. it was so encouraging and it was so entertaining and it was so it was it's just it's just been great to have a program of such high quality Mm-hmm. that we can listen to over and over and over again and and always get something new out of it and, yes and i thought well that's that's really lovely i'm uh, you know i one story in particular a lady came up to me with her kids and you know they always want autographs and they want stuff and so i signed them signed their autographs and, and so she she left with her kids and then she came back by herself a little later and uh-huh. she said I, I didn't want to say this in front of my kids but i wanted to tell you that i grew up in a home where I suffered through all all kinds of abuse, any kind of abuse that you can imagine. That's what I suffered uh, in my house, in my home. And she said, for me, Wit was the only father figure I ever knew. Oh, wow. And she said, so I just wanted to say thank you for, for, for creating him and for bringing him yeah. to me because he's, he, he was the only thing that I ever knew as to what a good father could be. And I wanted to just tell you, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> I'm just weeping, you know. Weeping. Yeah. Right now, I'm feeling, you know, and I'm even thinking it's been five years, and I'm still thinking about this, and still getting tearing up, you know, because of the things that she said. Yeah. And that was just, you know, uh, it was story after story like that of people who just, who God used the program to help them, to help them to reach them, and we're just grateful. We're so grateful for that. Yes. Um, so there is one episode that always stands out to me. Every time I listen to it, I always end up crying mm-hmm. when I hear it. And uh, that is now is the time. But um, uh, okay. Eugene, whenever he, uh, I, I believe yeah. it's on the darkness before dawn. Um, yeah, it's, it was all the darkness it was when he finally became a Christian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's a that's a really touching, wonderful episode. We had, you know, our two our two uh, relatable <laughs> to young people characters were Connie and Eugene, and of course the, yes. the back and forth that they went back and forth the, all the time with their banter and their arguing and whatnot. Yeah. And um, and when when uh, so the first year we introduced Connie and she was she was right there from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, I think like episode three or something like that. She was in right. there and. Um, and so, so, so then we thought, okay, well, after a year of Connie's being there, and she, in that first year, her the whole storyline for her was that I just want to go back to California. I don't want to stay here in Odyssey. I want to go back to California. And and uh, you know that 
after a year, we we actually took her back to California, and she realized I want to go back to Odyssey. <laughs> Odyssey is a better place. <laughs> yeah, and, and I want to go back for a specific reason. I want to go back because I want to become a Christian. And so we had Connie's conversion story mm-hmm. uh, in those episodes, and then it took a while, quite a long time, then. But we had Eugene coming in, and he didn't really want to have anything to do with with uh, Christianity at first, and mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned, but. But then in the Blackard series, in Darkness Before Dawn, when things looked looked their worst, mm-hmm. we had Eugene finally make the decision. You know, this is now is it's the time. It's the time has come. Right. And uh, and he 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 needed to make the decision, and so he did. You know, he had to go into the Imagination Station, and that was a it was just a, a fun, touching look back, and it was of course of course very emotional for everybody who was yeah. involved. Um, and uh, and it became even more emotional for me personally um, last year when Will Ryan died, um, because yeah. I wanted to make I wanted to make sure that Will understood what he had been playing all these years, you know, yeah. the role that he had been playing all these years, and what the program was all about. And um, and so God made that possible. So I was able to share with Will all the That's all awesome. of what Odyssey is and what the gospel is and whatnot so it's uh, it's it's um you know um it, it's a wonderful uh tool odyssey is for us to be able to to do that mm-hmm. and it's a great ministry for us to be able to use well-known actors really well-known actors and give them for one thing a fun experience in the recording of the show and then also a family feel you know, we want you to feel like you're part of our family and on Odyssey, right. and then also um, uh, to share the, the eternal good news of Jesus Christ and, and eternal life and things with them to make sure that they understand this is what you're doing, this is what we're doing, this is what's going on here, uh, and and that's the whole purpose, the underlying foundation of the program. That's the reason we do it. So, yeah. um, so it's been a, it's been God, it's, like I said, God has blessed us and used us, and we just pray that he continues to do so until he decides enough is enough (laughs) (laughs) well so I'm uh, actually um, about to come up on a close on this is there anything that you want to uh, that you can maybe tell us that might be coming up uh, something new something exciting that you maybe want to um, tell us about well we have uh, we we have certain things that are coming out soon Um, we're We've always got new episodes that are coming out. We're, we'll, we'll continue to do those. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier about the Young Wit book series. We have um, five books. Uh, we, I just completed book number five. Uh-huh. It's in the it's in uh, the uh, uh, you know the the review stage right now. So uh-huh. book four is done and it's being printed up. Book five will be done. Both of those will be released next year. Okay. And then you can have then they're all five books and it deals with uh, it deals with wit. Uh, how did how did John Avery Whitaker become the wit that we all know and love? Uh, yeah. To, uh, you know, to, uh, now, and mm-hmm. basically, uh, it's, it's it's an exciting epic story. Somebody had read the first couple of books and they said, well, "This is epic." I, I didn't think this was. You know, They're like, "Wow, this is huge." But yeah, there's a lot <laughs> to it. There's a whole lot to it. We we uh, we put a whole bunch of stuff into it. Dave Arnold and I wrote the books together, and we uh, put a whole bunch of stuff into it. So those will be coming out next year. Okay. Uh, that'll be the completion of the first series of Young Wit books, 
and then the, uh, then a companion series is the uh, the novelization of uh, the Blackard series. Yes, the Blackard I saw Chronicles that. books are out there too. So book six is done in the Blackard Chronicles, but they're going to wait in, until I get all of the rest of the books done. So it's supposed to be an eight book series, but I think it. I think if they'll let me, they're kind of mad at me because I'm behind on my deadlines. But uh, <laughs> if they. So let me. It might stretch into a ninth book, and, oh. uh, and and I think I may need that many books in order to tell the rest of the story. Um, so uh, because there's a lot of stuff that the Blackbird books are designed to 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 tell the story of what you hear on the audio series on the radio side of it, but mm -hmm. also tell the the other part of the story that you don't hear. So there's a lot of other stuff going on in parallel to to uh, to what's uh, you know what's happening in the audio series that everybody's familiar with. Mm -hmm. For instance, um, Wit left to go to the Middle East right yes. before Blackard came back on that. So, well, what was he doing there? What was yeah. going on? Well, I'm going to tell that story. That story is part of the book. So I'm going to tell oh, wow. you exactly what Wit was doing over there and why he was there and what was going on. And uh, there's some there's some world traveling going on there. And there's a very specific reason why he left, why he uh -huh. had to be. He couldn't be a part of what was going on in Odyssey. He had other things he had to do. And, and the two series, the Young Wit series and the Blackard series, they're connected. But you have okay. to read both series to figure out how. <laughs> um, but but uh, so that, that's that, that's coming up. There, there are always new things that are happening. Uh, the Adventures in Odyssey Club, uh, mm -hmm. which is a streaming service, uh, the, it's been around for several years now. It's been doing very well. They're revamping the website completely. So that's going to be just within a matter of a month or another month or so. The whole new website is going to be up. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to have lots and lots of new features for those uh, uh, who are already subscribing to it and a lot of really cool stuff uh, that if you haven't subscribed to it, you want to subscribe to it. It's a, it's a very, very cool thing, um, and uh, we're very excited about that. They've been working on it very hard, extremely hard, trying to get that thing done and get it out. And uh, and I think it's going to be really fantastic when they get it when they get it finished. So that's that should be coming out really really soon. And uh, like I said, we've always got new and incredible things. We're only two years away from our thousandth episode. Uh, this year is the 35th anniversary of Adventures in Odyssey. So wow. we've got lots and lots of stuff to talk about and think about and celebrate. And and, uh, and uh, we'd love to get everybody's feedback on it too. So we'd love to hear from everybody always. Awesome. Yeah, uh, so I have the first two books of um, Young ah. Wit, and I yeah. haven't been able to get my hands on the other one yet, but I can't wait to read the rest of the series. Yeah, um, book three is out. Books one, two, and three are already out. Books four and five are in production right now, okay. and uh, they'll be out next year. And uh, and then I think they'll do a slip cover with all five books, and you can get a discount if you get all five books, stuff like that. Oh, and cool. the same thing with the Blackbird books. If I can finish the Blackbird books, which my plan is to get them all done by the end of the summer, <laughs> if I can finish all of that, um, then they'll do that too. They'll release them all next year. Awesome. So all of these books will be coming out, and everybody will have all sorts of stuff. Of course, you know the Imagination Station books are coming out all the time. They're putting out new ones of those all the time. So. Yep, lots of lots of new and fun and uh, interesting Odyssey and Odyssey related stuff happening. Oh, and one other thing I, I wanted to say, we were talking about um, uh, Eugene a few minutes ago. I, as a kid, prided myself on trying to use some of the bigger words that Eugene used <laughs> over the. And I always, uh, for some reason, it just felt more eloquent if I was able to use these 
sure. these bigger words, you know, and he, he sounded so smart using them. So <laughs> that always stuck with me. I, I used, the, instead of saying use, I would say utilize, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. he, it, it, you know, it, it was just great. Uh, never, never, never use two words when 10 will do. Exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was our motto for Eugene. Never use two words when 10 words will do. You know, somebody had just mentioned that earlier today on one of the fan sites. They said that their language has changed because they've been they were listening to Odyssey and instead of, for instance, instead of uh, "I've been lucky," they would say uh, "we we always say I've been blessed." Yes. So they're 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 using that more in their life. And then somebody said, "Yeah, the same thing that you just said. I've been listening to Eugene, and I've I've used a lot of Eugene Eugeneisms in my work and <laughs> uh, my papers in college, and." Uh, <laughs> And, and then they said, but I had to kind of look up a couple of them to make sure I was using them properly. And, uh, <laughs> and I thought, you know, I wrote, don't, what, don't you trust us? What's the matter? You think we, we, just, we, make, us go, we make you go wrong? But uh, just, just to give everybody peace of mind, we do try to use everything properly. We do try to, you know, we, we don't just throw things in that we think is the right way to do it. We actually look them up ourselves and make sure everything is is proper and appropriate before we have Eugene or anybody else say them. So uh, <laughs> there is that. Same thing with the history episodes. That's what's really fun about the history episodes, just to bring things about full circle. Uh-huh. Uh, the history episodes require so much research. And we've tried to, we try to be as accurate as we possibly can. I mean, you, you're dramatizing things, so there are things that would be left out and maybe changed because of the needs of the story. But right. for the most part, we try to make sure that the facts are the facts. We want to yes. we want to give an accurate portrayal of the historical drama um, as much as we possibly can. And uh, because we know that there are people out there who are using these in their schooling, they're they're using they're using this as a as a a, a, a resource mm-hmm. uh, either in homeschool or for their for, for uh, public school or all, all, all sorts of different places. So right. um, we really want to be as accurate as we possibly can in all of the stories that we tell. So um, yeah, we do a lot of research and it took me a long time to realize, you know, when you do that research, you should actually write it down. <laughs> you should actually write down your sources because sooner or later, somebody's going to ask you, where'd you get that? And I'm like, uh, yep. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Now I write everything down. I mean, so uh, ho- hopefully it's all all well sourced, yeah. and uh, and we, we can give all everybody the resources to go look it up for themselves. All right. Well, this show has been, like I said, it's been a large part of my life. It's helped me to grow as a person. It's helped a lot of people grow as a person. And I just want you to know, thank you for helping to create such an amazing part of my life and many other people's lives. It's, uh, you have no idea what it means to me, what it's meant to my family. We would sit around for hours listening to this. Uh, whenever I was very young, I would use this. I would, that's what I used. And I didn't have TV in my room. I listened to mm-hmm. Odyssey when I went to bed. And so, uh, well, that's very, very nice. Very sweet thing to say. Thank you very much. We, uh, are so, uh, grateful for the support uh, for, for, for listeners, you know, like you and everybody else over the years. Um, we thank you. We thank you for for being a part of our lives and enriching us so much. You you know, as much as you as much as you think we've done things for you, you have no idea how much your support has meant to us. It's it's just been overwhelming, and it's and and uh, we're very very grateful for all of you out there and everybody who's listened to Odyssey over the years and are still listening to it. And we hope that. Uh, you know, we we want Odyssey to to be. I just have a I have a new baby granddaughter, oh, and congratulations, she's four months old. 
gonna she's gonna be four months old on July, on July first. Okay. And I want I want my granddaughter's granddaughter to be listening to Odyssey. Yes. <laughs> I, know. I just hope that it's still around for her for for all of them to listen to. So um, that's that's our goal. That's what we'd like. And uh, you know if. God willing, and uh, He continues to bless us, and uh, we hope that will happen. Awesome. And one last thing, um, if they want to follow you or follow Adventures in Odyssey on social media, how can they do that? Uh, the only real social media I'm on is Facebook, so they can just follow me at Phil Waller. Just just look me up, Phil Waller, on Facebook. Okay. Uh, on Facebook, and uh, uh, as far as Odyssey is concerned, I think Odyssey has a number of different. I don't know all of them. Mm-hmm. I know Odyssey has the the Odyssey um, Adventures in Odyssey page on Facebook. They have an official page on Facebook, and then mm-hmm. uh, there are a number of fan sites. So there are these there's the Adventures in Odyssey spoiler page. There's the Adventures in Odyssey this page and that page. And then there's just the regular uh, the Adventures in Odyssey fan club page on on Facebook too. Okay. So there's just look up Adventures in Odyssey on all of the media, and there they should you should find it in some place. But then also you know go to the website as well mm-hmm. go to the focus on the family website go to the adventures and odyssey website okay. and uh, and 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 don't be discouraged if it's not up and running yet it will be up and running soon so um, that's another good place to follow is the website still witsend.org or is that changed? i don't know you know to be quite honest with you i don't know i think it's just going to be the adventures and odyssey club website I okay think that's what it's- Okay. Um, I I don't know if witsin.org is still there or not. I don't know. That tells you how long I've been listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it tells you how little I know. I mean, this this, this whole oh. thing has expanded so much. I have no idea about. I'm I'm mystified by the releases. Uh, how many releases we? I know we have a release on the radio. I know we have CDs. I know we have a release online. I know we have you know we have all these different kinds of releases and release dates. And I have no idea what they are. So people say, when can I hear this episode? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. You just got to keep listening. Like, like focus on the family. Ask them. They know. I have no idea. I, I don't know when anything released. Well, that's awesome. Well, all right. It has been wonderful having you on, and I I feel like we barely touched on some subjects, so maybe down the road a little ways, maybe I can have you come back on the show. I would love it. Um, I would love that. That would be great. Thank you very much. I'd love to do it, and uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been a pleasure talking to you, too. You have a wonderful night. You, too. Thanks. In a time of inflation... COVID, monkeypox, and Amber Heard, you need to take a break from it all. Welcome to Love and Murder Podcast. With Love and Murder, you get one hour a week to kick back and listen to stories of relationships gone horribly wrong. Stories with true crime, mystery, suspense, and just a little bit of humor that's never at the expense of the victim. Come on, Join host Kai and Shar over at www.murderandlove.com. That's love and murder backwards, murderandlove.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Cat's Pajamas, a.k.a. Cat's PJs. I'm the host of a show called Creative Podcasts, where we talk all things music, musicians, musicianship music, influences, music backstories, the origins, where they come from, what do they do, what are they doing now? So if you're into music, if you listen to music, come on over to Creative Podcasts, where all the cool cats are hanging, baby. 
talk about your favorite artists, your favorite songs, conspiracies to funny things, this, that, finger snaps, hand claps, all genres of music, eclectic, electric, and nothing like you'd expect it. So come on over to Creative Podcast and tune in, baby. Alright everybody, I hope that you enjoyed that episode today with Phil Lawler. He was a lot of fun to talk to. He had a lot of cool stories to talk about and I can't wait to have him back on the show. Um, there's, Like I said before, there's a few subjects that we just barely skimmed the surface on and I'll bring him back on so we can talk about some more of these things later. But I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun talking with him. Like I said, this was a crowning achievement for me, having him on the show. I hope that everybody enjoyed it as much as I did. So, last week, as everybody knows, I've had a lot of crazy things going on in family-wise and all that, so things got a little out of hand for me when it came to trying to get the last episode out. And I forgot to do my... Rad Dad shout out. I had somebody send one in to me, and it was actually a shout out for Father's Day. And so this one's a little late, but I wanted to go ahead and make sure that I got this in there. So here it is. It's from Pamela Kane. She said, Happy Father's Day to John Kane and TJ Kane, two of the best dads out there. Love you both. Thank you for sending that in. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to send me that message. If anybody else, has a rad dad shout out that they want to send in make sure and send it in to me or if you don't want to do that if you have something where you just want to uh, brag on one of your children even we can leave names out i know how people are about (laughs) their kids i totally get it i have two kids my own but if you want to brag on your kids and do a proud parent shout out um, we can do that as well i love interacting with you guys and that's the whole point of doing these rad dad shout outs and now possibly a proud parent shout out if anybody is interested in doing that but once again thank you to um, Pam for sending that in to me to uh, put on the show I'm very sorry that it is as late as it is I know that Father's Day was last month but a lot of family things have come up and uh, hopefully this works out for you being on here this late (laughs) so I have a bunch of guests already lined up for the next few weeks i've actually already started planning people all the way out to september so i have a lot of different guests planned to come on the show as you're hearing this i still haven't been able to release the decure episode and um, i'm in the process of editing that and getting it dropped i'm hoping to have it dropped this week if you're listening to this on monday july 4th Happy 4th of July. (laughs) Probably most of you aren't, so you're listening to it at a later date. But as of July 4th, uh, I plan to have it out probably sometime during that week. It was another great episode. Another good conversation with an amazing guest. And uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear that too. This coming week, I am going to be recording with a guy named Logan Knight. He is a wrestler out of Oklahoma. And then the week following that, I will have the natural-born villain, Tim Rockwell, on the show. He has created something that is, in my opinion, very amazing. 
and it is a wrestling organization out of Oklahoma called Wrestling for a Cause. And what they do is they raise money for families of children with cancer. It's an amazing organization that they have there, and they have amazing wrestlers that come and perform with them. And I look forward to having him on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. The week following that, I am going to have a returning guest. A lot of you listened from the very beginning, and I had somebody on here um, who was an animal and human chiropractor, and that is my good buddy, Jorn Whitley. He made his trip to Africa, and he is now back. And so I will be having him on the show um, later this month to talk about that trip, about adjusting animals and just all of those things. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me that they would love to have him back on the show, so here we are. I'm bringing him back. (laughs) And then at the end of the month, I have another wrestler by the name of Dan Weber. I've seen him uh, perform more than once now. He's a great guy, and I can't wait to have him on. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of great stories to tell as well. So I've got some things lined up. And I can't wait for you guys to hear these episodes. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope that you come back. If you came just to hear the Phil Lawler episode, I hope that you stick around. I hope that you enjoyed what you heard and that you will stay here and maybe hang out and listen to some of the other things that I have to offer. For those who have been listening, give me a review online. Um, Rate and review my show wherever you listen at. That way I know how you guys like this. It's just a click of the button, you know. On Spotify at the top it shows rate, and you can just give it how many ever stars you want to. Uh, You can do it on Apple iTunes. You can do it on uh, Google Podcasts. Wherever you're listening at, you can leave me a review. If you're listening on my website, then uh, leave me a review there. There's tons of places where you hear this at, and wherever you're at, uh, rate and review the show and let me know what you think. Invite your friends, invite your family to like this as well. It's a growing thing. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so by using my email address, which is giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I'm usually pretty quick to respond on there. So hit me up if you would rather do so on social media. Then I do have a Facebook page, and it is at IYGADAP. And that is the acronym for If You Give a Dad a Podcast. Or you can just look up If You Give a Dad a Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram, and that's at Give a Dad a Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, and that's at Dad Podcast 11. I'm pretty regular at updating these to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. Um, I love to interact with my listeners. I love to interact with everyone. Um, Just tell me what you want to hear. If you have any likes, if you have any dislikes, if you have any concerns, let me know. So I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I really enjoyed doing this, and I can't wait to bring you guys more content. I really appreciate the support that you've given me, and I can't wait to deliver the next episode to you. So, I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. 
Bye. If you enjoyed our show, come back next week. Come on, guys. You know you want to come back. Might get some laughs.